Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. You can't stay in one place anymore. Not for too long. You're gonna find trouble you can't hide from. You need to know how to fight. If sundown we go, this is all about us doing this quiet. We need to be fast. Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm MB. And uh, the episode we're discussing tonight is Crossed. I'm not sure why it's called that. The, uh, you know, stuff. Yeah. So, um... Notice uh, how Mike did not introduce this episode as another bad episode. <laughs> Thank God, or else we wouldn't be recording this. Yeah, we, we probably would have ended the show, to be honest, because that was a horrendous string. Thankfully, they corrected themselves. This episode... I, this episode honest, written by the people who wrote the first three episodes of the season. To be honest, I love this episode more than the other episodes of the season. I actually, I think this is my favorite episode so far. That is not to say I did not have issues with it. I did. So did I. Yeah. It's not to say that every episode or every scene was even perfect, but for me, this episode illustrated what The Walking Dead does good and does well and can do within their power. It's something that they really don't seem to get they're capable of half the time, which is they're capable of doing scenes that get right to the point. Yeah. They're, they're, they just, they're scenes where it's like you perfectly understand what the character is going through. They go through something, then it ends. They reach a climax. They, it only takes a couple of scenes sometimes. Like it's spread throughout the episode, but it, begins within the episode and ends within the episode. It's not this whole thing that doesn't need to be insanely long. Well, look at Sasha's storyline in this episode. Yeah. It amounts to, what, five minutes of screen time altogether? But yeah, it's perfect. And, and also, they can do things that could come across as really pretentious, but do them in a way that's not pretentious, which yeah. is what they did a lot in this episode. Like, they have moments of levity with Glenn and uh, Rosita and Tara going Some, fishing. Something this show desperately needed. Yeah. Like, like we just talked about how we're so tired of the depressing conversations over and over again. It's nice to see people kind of just enjoy being alive. Yeah. And, you know. Which you would think they would have learned by now that they can still do, and that's actually the best thing for them to do constantly. Especially since these are the fun characters. Yeah. And I, I just love the fact that there were scenes of them catching fish and being really excited that they caught fish. And all. And, and sifting water and finding yo yo's. Oh, Tara and her yo yo and her team naming. Is that yo yo going to become a weapon? I, I would hope so. Uh, she'll add razors to it. And I, I, and I liked them all talking about the Eugene stuff. Yeah. In a concise way and all having different reactions to it, but all. Also feeling realistic when it's like, well, there's not a lot we can do with that. Yeah. And I really love Maggie's reaction in the beginning where it's like she just really gets pissed off with Abraham and says, look, get over it. It's never going to be any better than this. Just goes back. But that's not her entire mood the entire episode. That's another thing The Walking Dead doesn't seem to get is that people can have varying moods. Yes. 
they don't have to be one mode the entire time. More than one thing can happen, and characters can do more than one thing at a time. And that's the big thing about this episode, is that we get to focus on all the groups, every single one. Every single character that is alive right now is in this episode, and it works. Yeah, and not, I mean, not all of it works. The best I mean, it, it has, well, yeah, they, we'll, we'll talk about the bad stuff. But I mean, like, uh, the Gabriel stuff worked to a point, but I'm kind of still not understanding the yeah, idea. What's even going on with that? I had I had issues with the Gabriel stuff. Saying that, I loved uh, Carl talking to Gabriel. Yeah, that was awesome. I liked Carl I liked kind of everything. going Rick on uh, Gabriel. I liked everything up until Michonne showed up at his door. That felt really awkward. It felt a little much. And then just the whole like scene of him after just throwing himself back into <laughs> what led him here in the first place. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand. I assume he'll probably meet Morgan. Remember that plot thread? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's whatever. But it was, it was, it wasn't an entire episode of that. It was just like yeah. three minutes. And that's why they they shouldn't split them up and keep them focused on one group at a time because then the problems start to show up. Then the flaws start to show up. If you keep it varied and keep it radical and keep it building with every character on their A-game and just show enough of them just to get it in, then the show can be fantastic again. Well, if you don't have enough content for for two characters or three characters or even four characters to interact for a full hour without seeing anything else, then you shouldn't do that. No, but unfortunately, they did do that several times. Yeah. Because then you have Carol and Daryl just having the same conversation over and over again. This is different. like, And it felt like there was a progression, there was a pace. Yeah. Even though they still just prepared for attacking Grady or whatever the fuck's going on there. Yeah, but they didn't do it in a way where we described last week, which yeah. was it was going to be an entire episode of them getting their guns into the truck. Yeah, I mean, there was just a couple scenes of Tyrese and Sasha going on, but there was nice... It was back to... I good to the point dialogue and not treating the audience like they're stupid. And the pacing was amazing. Yeah, it's like, like when a Ty- lot of stuff happened. Yeah, it's like when Tyrese piped up that you know nobody needs to die, being all Tyrese. But then Daryl pops up and agrees with him. You didn't need to have you know a twenty minute scene of Daryl talking existentially and philosophically with Rick. Yeah, you know the history of the two characters. You know Rick trusts Daryl, so it just yeah. makes sense. And here's the thing, Rick did Rick in the long run didn't even do that much in this episode and he was still good. Like he still enhanced it to agree. And honestly, I'm kind of glad glad that they decide not to kill everybody even though it was kind of like the easier way to go. Yeah. Because I'm still confused whether or not anybody in that hospital is evil. Well, I'm just confused about that hospital in general. It does. It, it makes no sense. Nothing makes any sense. Like, they keep talking about things that are going on that we don't see. Don is a terrible character that's very inconsistent, and the actress isn't particularly good. Yeah, I don't get. Okay, the scene where they're talk like Don is talking to one of her officers, and Beth pipes up and says, "You know, you have you've been powering up your DVD player." And you're saying, like, why are you wasting all these resources when you could save this woman's life? And then Don allows it and then turns around and says, you just killed that woman. Here, save her life. 
It's like, what the heck? What is she doing? Yeah, I don't. It, Where is she coming? What is her motivation? Yeah, it's all very, very con- inconsistent. It's inconsistent with the ep- with the episode that was completely devoted to these characters. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why there's suddenly more cops and more orderlies. <laughs> I don't know I like, why they want Noah back so goddamn badly. I like the scene of Beth utilizing a distraction to get the medicine, and I like the scene of her and Carol. Like, I like those two scenes, but those were just two small scenes that had nothing to do with the other characters in the hospital. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the machinations of Slab Town. Yeah. Which make no fucking sense. And even the cops outside with Sitwell. I'm calling him Sitwell. God. No, he is just Officer Sitwell. Yeah, Officer Sitwell. Officer Jasper Sitwell. Officer Bob Sitwell. Get it right. Bob Sitwell. Because remember, that's me, Bob. That was heavy handed. He doesn't have that. I, why does Sitwell always have to betray someone? Why is Hydra still a factor in The Walking Dead? That's why I want to know. What do they have to gain? I still say he whispered to himself, Hail Hydra, as he ran away. And then he's scooped up by Tyrese, who has wings. It all makes sense. Yeah. On your left. So. I, and Sitwell was so... The dude, I mean... Okay, He's an actor, but I'm still going to call him Sitwell. Maxim, what is it, Maximilio Hernandez? Hernandez, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But he was really good. Yeah, he's really good. A very small part, but... It's like, like, where the fuck was he in the last episode? It's like, where were these cops and all this intrigue of, like, people wanting to usurp Dawn as her power? Because she's apparently running it into the ground, but it all looks perfectly fine. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense, no matter what what logic you use. And even when you consider like Noah stuck up for Sitwell, but yeah, Sitwell wrong. still betrayed Sasha, so I don't understand. Yeah, I. In a way, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that ending, and in another way, I'm like, well, well that makes that makes Noah look really incompetent. Yeah, I, I don't. Everything like, how's the group going to trust him now? It's like they have no idea what that story is. I mean, it's filler, so it makes sense. And I'm still not particularly excited about whatever's going to happen next. Because they're not, they don't feel, they're not treated like a threat already. It's like, you know, it's so nonchalant, like, yeah, we'll just kill them all and take Beth and Carol and go home. Yeah. And it, they're not really villains. You're not even really sure if they're bad at all, because the rape cop's dead. I will say Don needs to die because she's just crazy. She's just a bad character. And you know she'll probably join up with the group or some shit. And I, and I don't mean entertaining crazy. I mean she's just like schizophrenic. She doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. So it's hard to get behind what they're doing when it's that. And also when it's saving Beth. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's that. But I still liked, you know, I, I still really liked this episode. It was very, it was very good. Writing was much better. It shows, for me, once again, it just showed all the strengths that the show has to offer in a way that I haven't really seen in a while. It was all table setting for the most part, but it was all, like it felt scene, right, and it wasn't all, it wasn't an entire episode dedicated to just getting to the ending. Like, it was a show, again, where I felt things, and it's been a long time coming since I've done that, like... The tense scene of Daryl being choked up by that one cop. And he just oh, used wasn't it. fucking used the bowling ball zombie head to beat the yes. shit out of the guy? Yeah. Just yeah best zombies ever. Best zombies ever, by the way. Fused to the ground and all that. Uh, 
those, awesome. those effects, like I forgot how good those effects could be. Because they've just been using, I think they've kind of run into a problem where they've been using too many of the same type of walker. So it was neat to see that variation and see like one that's just kind of half there again. Yeah. And just looking at the camera, just, ah, uh, it's just all great, great stuff. Excellent. So another little bit I like was just the subtlety of Abraham's arc. Even though really we didn't need to cut to it as much as we did, I think. But I just like Abraham just taking the water at the end. Yeah. Like, it's, I would say that's the closest to pretentiousness that the episode came because it just kept going back there so often and... It's like, wait, wow, really? He's still on his knees in the same yeah. position? We're just going to get see Maggie just walk around. And I get that Maggie threatened him with a gun just to sit back down. And he's still like, I, I love that scene where Rosita gets onto him and he just stands up. And it looks like he's going to, like, everyone stands back because it's like, this dude could be a threat now. Well, he's guiled. Yeah, I mean. He's going to sonic boom all their asses. Just like he does Rosita. Oh, yeah, but uh, sex sex aside, I, I like how, he, without any dialogue, you just know he's sitting there contemplating whether or not he wants to die. Yeah. And he chooses not to. It's very easy and simple. And then you get all the other characters involved with that group having dialogue about, you know, what to do with Eugene and et cetera, et cetera. Granted, I assume as soon as they tell Crazy Rick, Rick will shoot him. But until then, Eugene's okay. Well, to be fair, he'll shoot him unless Daryl's there. Nah, Rick's crazy. He'll shoot him. And Darryl, Tyrese, then Tyrese will show up with wings. Jesus! <laughs> and then Tyrese will be really sad. And quietly judge people. I love Tyrese in this episode so much because he wasn't just being depressed. Yeah, he, well, Tyrese made sense in this episode. And was actually put to good use. He just wasn't there silently judging everyone for killing the cannibals. Well, you should just let him eat the baby. Um, hey, everybody's got to eat. <laughs> uh, no, that would actually be Bob. That is like, true. Like, they're in the middle of being eaten, and it's like, well, hey, hey, as long as we're being put to use. And, uh, you know, Sasha destroyed Bob's coat, which pisses me off. Well, I mean, to be fair, that is the most emotionally resonant arc of the episode, because I'm still mourning Bob. Are you still mourning Bob, Mike? I will forever mourn Bob. Bob was the the ray of hope that this world had, and and it was snuffed out. Yet Beth still lives. Beth will never be as high as Bob was. <sighs> anyway, yeah, really good episode. I I love this. I want to see quality like this more often. Yeah, definitely. And for God's sakes, do more episodes that's just varied groups, not this whole one at a time thing. I'm getting really sick of that. Not even just one at a time. Just have more than one fucking thing happen at a time. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, is that it's... Yeah. Every time they focus on one group, it's usually them doing something very slowly paced. And it just sucks so much. It does. It's grating. So, uh, you know, I'm still meh about this whole rescuing Beth thing, because it's just spinning its wheels. I mean, as much as I like this episode... It is still part of the larger machine of just spinning wheels until the second half of the season, where it seems like the actual plot for the season going forward is going to happen. I will give it credit, though. Did not expect Sitwell to be a factor. Did not. You never expect Hydra to be a factor. Baron Zemo is going to show up soon. 
with his head. He, actually, that's why the zombies were stuck on the ground. Fucking adhesive X. Baron Zemo's out there. <laughs> I just broke this show fucking wide open. Baron Zemo pulls off his mask. That's Nagan. <laughs> oh, it's Fat Zemo, too. <laughs> anyway. Baron Zemo aside. Yes. Uh, so I guess we'll uh, be back next week for the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, which we're all so, so looking forward to. Yay. People are going to die because of the characters in Slabtown. People are going to die because of Beth. Because of fucking Beth. Unless, also, Beth, unless Beth dies, then I'm, I'm, I'm flying. Oh, I did like how it was like, we have to go rescue Carol. Hey, Rick, Beth's there, too. Who the fuck is Beth? <laughs> to be fair, I don't blame him, but Beth... <laughs> like, I'm just expecting Rick at some point to start dragging Beth towards a zombie pit, yelling, I don't want it. <laughs> that dude has an infant child. <laughs> like, I like how Carl's now heroic Rick. Which and, gives Rick is, just... and Rick is just the Punisher. <laughs> he really is. Saying we don't have to go kill him? Bullshit. God's got to set this one out, Carl. Oh, <laughs> uh, Carl. Anyway, uh, that's been this episode of The Pulping Dead. I've been Mike. I've been MB. R.I.P. T-Dog. Shane was right. <laughs> <laughs>